Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California pariah Jonathan Charney, James the Fat Man Stevens, Hello. and Rob the Old Guy. You're listening to the Rob Charney <laughs> Show. Yeah, it's me. I'm here. So we're going to bring out our traditional segment called Bring Out the Dead. We talk about some of the loved celebrities and other people that have passed. The namesake for the Marshall Tucker Band died at 99 years of age, which congratulations to him. Huh. Lynn, Lynn Broomer uh, dies. He's a WXRT radio disc jockey. Uh, Chicago's own uh, passed away. And a man I have a love-hate relationship musically and politically, David Crosby died at 81. A legendary musician. I will give him that. Huh. From Crosby, Stills, and Nash. If you yeah. haven't heard them, you should take a look. And one of my all-time favorite articles, just because it's so ridiculous. Here's the headline. Lobbyists, $1,100 payment to El Monte Council member for breast augmentation lawful, FPPC rules. So apparently, lawful. lawful. So apparently lawful. you can't give them money unless they want a boob job. <laughs> I, I, that's, this is so hilarious to me on so many levels. Cause I was thinking I have friends that won't buy me a beer, a cigar, a bud. No, but some friend bought this chick boobs. I just think that's hilarious. No comment. The internet strikes again. So what, yeah, when we have a disaster, it, it really goes. So let me, uh, let me repeat that. I have friends that won't buy me a beer, a cigar or anything else. And somebody buys her boobs. I mean, that's amazing. I'd take a Budweiser over. That's <laughs> just ridiculous. Um, I, I am happy. Uh, you know, my initial thought on that one was that uh, seems kind of a cheap boob job. <laughs> How much really? do boob you know? jobs cost? I've never looked into them. I'll have to. I have no, no idea, curious. but somehow under $2,000. For, for a pair of augmentation doesn't sound right. So you're saying she went for, to the Earl Shives house of boob jobs. That's right. There's a reference that's going to date me. So let's get the one, this one out of the way, John. You ready? Yeah. Are you sure? No. Okay. So, Rob. Yes. I'm going to throw this at you because I already started this with John. Alec Baldwin is actually being charged. Yes. Two counts involuntary manslaughter. One charge of the involuntary manslaughter has the enhancement of a firearm being used yes. in commission. Yes. Which adds, and I had to clarify this with with John and and Ryan, which adds a mandatory five year jail sentence. So I, mm-hmm. I have an update to that story. What do you think about that? Okay, we'll get into the update, but I, I want to hear what Rob says, and then we'll throw in everything. <laughs> so I'm assuming that the charges are probably going to change as time goes on a little bit. Oh. Uh, you know, it's, it's typical of uh, most pos- prosecutors. They throw everything plus the kitchen sink uh, at uh, whomever they wish to. And then, you know, they go, okay, well, knock me down with something, you know, that you want to go lower with and we'll, we'll go for it. So, you know, I still have a problem. I don't, you know, the, the charges are just, whatever, you know, that they want to charge. So I, I, that doesn't bother me at all. 
it still kind of bothers me. I want to know a little more detail about this whole thing. Because now I saw an interview with him where he said he didn't pull the trigger. He just cocked the hammer and it, and it went. Well, yeah, that's possible. I mean, if you don't cock the hammer all the way uh, back to the notch, it oh, is yeah. a possibility. It's just like fanning. It is There yeah. is a possibility that it could fall forward with enough force. And depending on the style of, of hammer that's on the gun, <laughs> That it could go off. I mean, it, it and the old style original Colt single action armies, that was a thing. It did happen. So, yeah. All okay. right. I, I, I so, heard. John, what's your, what's your update? <laughs> well, let, let me give my opinion real quick. I, I, I was listening to a number of people talk about this in the film industry, and I have to side with them. Um, my caveat to what I'm about to say is the fact is, is that anybody who uses a firearm should have some level of gun safety. Um, the issue is the fact the armorer's sole job is to make sure that no live ammunition has been entered into the equation there at the beginning and the end of everything. And my my problem, in my opinion, the armorer should be charged with a murder because she, it, because she wasn't able to control the scene. Somebody brought live ammunition, should have never been on there, should have been separated. Something should have been happening. Um, but according to... TMZ, the bastion of all celebrity news, apparently, says Alec Baldwin will not be charged for shooting Rust director. Alec, Bardin, Alec Baldwin will not be charged with shooting of Rust director Joel Souza, despite the fact he was hit by the same bullet the DA says was fired recklessly and killed a cinematographer. And now he knows why. So apparently he was being charged with two murders, not just one. Well, I don't think he, no, he was only charged with one because the director was not killed. He was wounded. Ah, that's true. Right. So it was the shot that went through her that he got wounded with. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so we'll see what shakes out. And the armorer is being charged exactly the same. Yeah. I so, just. Um, so, I, you know, obviously she ran a really poor um, <laughs> discipline as far as ammunition control goes in, in that environment. And maybe it's lack of her skill set I, I i don't know what to think I, of it i i just think it's a it's wrong so i have a question and i don't know how you would prove this especially by my assumption is that she just ran a shit show if somebody somehow knew what firearms going to be involved and brought a box of ammunition they would a have to prove that it came outside of her control then it, so this is what i would do if i ran the show i would have a inventory of every gun and every ammo so my question is was that inventoried was that in it was that you know so this, this whole thing just makes no sense to me like how this happened to this day i still confused in how this this happened so there's also there's also ammunition that um if you ever looked at it factory produced um blank ammunition uh it's very obvious that it's a blank versus a, an actual loaded round yeah now there are rounds that are placed in uh, Hollywood guns for close-ups that show a bullet so that yeah. when you do a close-up of the revolver, uh, you can see that it looks like there's ammunition in the, in the cylinder. Uh, but uh, they don't fire. They don't go bang. They're inert. So there is no danger of that happening. So what my problem is, is that somehow the, you know, I just, I still have just a whole bunch of trouble with the way the armor ran that that 
that rusted yeah. site. So we'll find out more as this gets closer to trial or once it gets in trial. But I, I do it's very disappointing. Another question on this, and I still don't understand why Baldwin is is being charged, though. I mean, granted, he did pull the he trigger. He had the gun in his hand. But but here's here's so, my honest question is is my it's assumption It's involuntary manslaughter. I mean they you know in other words you know it's an accident basically a step up from an accident. Yeah. And so again we'll see where it goes. I, yeah. I think it's just the, the the pressure is being felt to charge something. That's yeah. I I I agree with you there Rob is that the pressure is there to be somebody needs to be charged Somebody needs to be held accountable. Is um, this is this a Hollywood no, DA doing it, or is this where Rust was shooting? That's where Rust is shooting. Yeah. Hollywood has nothing to do with it. No, this is this is the state that they were shooting in, pushing, shooting the film in. To be clear, um, pushing this whole thing through. Um, I, I think somebody needs to be held accountable. This poor girl lost her life. Um. I think that this is also a push to put pressure on Hollywood to really get their shit together. Cause it really sounds like this whole set was just a disaster. Um, as far as safety is concerned. Um, does do I necessarily think Alec Baldwin needs to spend five years in jail? No, not necessarily if they can settle it with the family. Um, but yeah, he. I definitely there needs to be accountability here. Um, we've seen this happen in Hollywood more than once, so there should be people out there when they're dealing with live rounds and guns that can actually kill you to take it seriously. I mean, they. If this was a set where there was explosions, and it took out a bunch of people via shrapnel. Or actually being involved in the in the explosion, I expect the same thing. I I just you still know, you're dealing with dangerous shit. Take it seriously. I I, I still DNA. Pr- holy shit, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Ryan comes in la- last minute. <laughs> I I still have a problem blaming <coughs> blaming uh, Baldwin because his job was not to check now. There's a couple of questions. No. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, let me it's finish. It's everybody's fucking what? job to check. Well, hold on. A, you're talking. So here's here's the issue, and this is what I'm going to bring up. When you're talking about a movie set, and this is my guess, they hired the armor to limit the liability. The more people check, the more people have touching the live rounds and ammunition. Insert additional liability. So you're going to have to. So the only way to do that is when they hand you. So that's the problem is where does the liability end? If something happens and goes off, it's not, it could be the actor's fault and other. So traditionally, my understanding is everything began, began and ended with the armor. They're the one that had the massive liability. Well, okay. As much as I am very much glad the armorer is being charged as well, I, I, I basically, and as much as I fucking like Alec Baldwin, man, I've got, I've got, I've like him as an actor. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't know the guy personally, but that's my opinion about no! every actor. Um, no! I don't care what you do in your, in your personal life. Um, but uh, if they, the amount of actors that they have interviewed <clears throat> since this whole thing that have said almost to a man, like, like, no, like, 
gun safety if we have guns on the set was was very paramount we were getting safety briefings all the time you check the weapon or ever you're somebody checks it right in front of you you know because you're and and we're talking about things where there was never anywhere anything close to live rounds on the set i mean like the armor and everybody knew it was safe. Now, you're absolutely right. I mean, it is a, a limited liability kind of thing. It begins and ends with the armorer. Um, and I'm glad that she's being charged with it also. But at the same time, uh, take aside the producer part of Alec Baldwin's role in that in that film <clears throat> just as an actor. He's worked with guns before on movie sets. I'm, I'm sure they weren't playing it fucking fast and loose, you know, on those on those other ones. My, um, my... He got complacent. My honest guess, and I, I don't know how much we can continue to harp on this, is my honest guess is every set he's been on up until this one, the armor actually did their job, so he never considered checking. I think, if, I if think he, part he, of the armorer's job is getting the actors to be used to checking that gun. I, I think that's part of the armorer's job. <clears throat> hey, so I have a question. If anybody listens to this and happened to ever be involved in Hollywood, what is the, the SOP for actually handing firearms are they actually you know is you guys in some sort of drum circle checking ammo i i i'm kind of curious what's the actual standards for this because i'm guessing i've never read anything about how it happens and um i do want to bring up uh guess not uh not only is rust the movie the shot show but apparently the san antonio transportation security administration discovered an 84 millimeter caliber weapon checked in luggage the hell is an 84 millimeter an anti-tank gun weapon hmm. somebody uh, was trying to check in what they're calling an 84 millimeter projectile in, into luggage yeah Tech this luggage. is we don't see that caliber of weapon very often thank god mm. mancha said that today the tsa officers at san antonio airport discovered this 84 millimeter caliber weapon <laughs> And check in luggage. It was undeclared as, as, required, as required when traveling with firearms. How do you declare an anti-take gun? <laughs> hey, stewardess, I'm, I'm, hey, flying, uh, I'm flying. Jonathan, you're siloning. The whole uh, paragraph. The Dallas you... Airport? I'm sorry. He was kind of. San Antonio is what so, he said. San I, Antonio, I, I sent you guys yeah. the link. But basically, like, how do you not, like, I'm just curious, when you check in, when you when you get to the the the, the guy in the cap at the, the check-in luggage stand, it's like, yeah, I want to check in an 84 millimeter rocket. I, I'm... I don't think you really tell them that you're doing that. You just try to do it. So okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the... There. Yeah, the Carl Gustav 84 millimeter recoilless rifle. <laughs> Was he sending it to Ukraine? Here's, here's my so oh here's the it's, Ukraine. it's that's, legal yeah that's a that's a that's a that's a bazooka for for all intents and purposes oh here it is it's legal to own anti-take rifles in texas as long as the owners registers the explosive weapon with the bureau of alcohol tobacco and firearms and explosives and clear intense background checks <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, the, dude, there's like Texas. four people that the ATF is going to call if uh, if that kind of a caliber goes off. <laughs> They've got their phone numbers just right there on their desk already. You don't have to worry about those guys because there's four of them. <laughs> was it Bob again? <laughs> no, it was Tom. <laughs> uh, oh, fucking Tom. I told that guy to relax. 
<laughs> no, the, I mean, when you start getting into automatic rifles, explosives, the 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 licensing you're going through is so much that at the end of it, no one's worried about your shit. <clears throat> so you, you guys want a kind of a top 10 list hit real quick? Sure. This is Rock's most no. hated records. Who's Rob? Rocks. As in uh, rock music. Rob. Yeah, like, I did too. This is, this is your most hated records here, Rob. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I, let's if, see if I it, agree with it. Let's see if he's heard any of these. So Aeros, Aerosmith's I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Oh, God. From yeah, the Aerosmith I, I, soundtrack. I'm over that. Yeah. I was over that when they came out with it. The the, the Armageddon soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Allman works great for that movie. So Allman and woman to the hard way. Allman is Greg. Who's whose band broke up in 1976. Woman is share. This is not one I remember or I've ever heard of. I am so glad I missed. That's when they were together. Half of the Allman brothers. Wait, Greg Allman dated share. Apparently. Oh, wow. (laughs) Poor bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, see, this is one I disagree with the beach boys, Kokomo. From the hmm. it's, and they show a picture, I, dude. Of the, I couldn't tell you. I, I've heard of of all you know, 114 of their songs or whatever it is. I couldn't tell you what album any of those songs were on. So I, I know the songs. I just don't know what album either. Yeah, is this that out? Al- they're talking about the whole album. Yeah, so or just the song. So here it is. So Beach Boys, Kokomo. The last time the Beach Boys had a number one was back in 1966. Landmark, Good Vibrations. 22 years later, they returned the top with this simple. <laughs> Simple-minded ball of fluff tied <laughs> tied to a hit Tom Cruise movie about bartenders. I was going to say it's cocktail, right? <laughs> all I'm thinking of is fucking cocktail. I love it. <laughs> oh. By the way, this is from classic rock, class, classicrockingculture.com. Um, oh, man. Anybody wants to see Tom Cruise before he was really Tom Cruise, go watch Cocktail. Is this the buck-tooth Tom Cruise or the one that's been fixed? That was that was slightly more bucktooth Tom Cruise. It had uh, uh what's his face, um, guy from FX, uh, Brown something Brown. So the Clash cut the crap. Um, I'll be honest, I'm not a big fan of the Clash personally. Not my thing. Yeah, I I, I got to do a little bit of the Clash. Also, one of those couldn't tell you what albums of theirs were out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna switch around a little bit. Bob Dylan's self portrait. Uh, not a Dylan fan. I'd agree with that one. <laughs> and I do like me some Bob Dylan, but I'm more of a blonde on blonde. So <laughs> here's one probably everybody would agree with. Kiss. Music from the Elder. It's eighties Kiss. You can Oh, okay. And anything with John Lennon and Yoko Ono together, I'll say is horrible, but this one's John Lennon and Yoko Ono, unfin- unfinished music, number one, two virgins. So the other day, uh, my lady comes up to me laughing hysterically with her phone in her hand, and, and usually I get to watch some stupid-ass TikTok video after that, but um, <laughs> she's like, you got to watch this thing. And it was this, basically the story of um, uh, John Lennon gets to go on some some TV, might have been like Ed Sullivan or something like that, but gets to go on some TV broadcast <clears throat> and play with Chuck Berry. Oh, I love um, this clip. Yeah, it's it's one of the greatest things of all time. And I don't think I'd ever really seen it, or, or at least with the context 
of of knowing what was behind it before but he gets to play with chuck berry and john lennon adored chuck berry i mean it's like there is no john lennon without chuck berry um so he gets to go on and play with them and they're doing i don't even remember what song um but uh it was during the time that he was dating yoko yeah really if you if you can please go look up this clip but um he's playing with uh with chuck berry and yoko is there and um he wants to or she wants to like like be like a part of the performance or whatever so she's in the background like hitting the shit out of some drums um and uh i think it was bill burr the comedian that told this story who probably told it a thousand times better than i'm going to but um she is like not getting the attention that she that she wants during this performance and she goes and grabs a mic and does the crazy Yoko, like weird, crazy yelling, scratchy sounds that she does. <laughs> and you mean her singing? <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> thank you for clarifying. Uh, and I mean, just like eyes rolling on the back of her head starts going nuts. The guys in the booth like immediately recognize. And I mean, they must have been diving for that fucking button to turn off her mic. The best um, part. And the look on Chuck Berry's yes. face. When he looks over, he, like, like looks over at her, like he's staring right at John Lennon. They're using like the same microphone. And he just goes, the hell was that? I mean, real quick, because he's a professional. But just looks, throws daggers at this woman. The, the, like, bitch, I'm gonna kill you after we're yeah, done with this performance. It was lit. Yeah. It, it was it was literally like I'm gonna cut this bitch because <laughs> his face was. You could see the rage, and he's he's playing. He's like, motherfucker, stop your bitch. His eyes went buggy, and he looked <laughs> right at her. And then he kind of kind of for like a milli, millisecond looks back at John, like. Fuck you bring Bro. this bitch for. It's <laughs> <laughs> like this chick with you? Is she with you? <laughs> and 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 uh in Chuck Berry's defense, Paul probably said the same thing. Oh man, and and you know they the, all the guests with guys were watching like on TV later on, just like, see, you see, Chuck? <laughs> now you get it. <laughs> but oh man, go look up that clip on YouTube later. That is that is worth it. Oh, here's, I, I got another one. Here's in the, here's in the uh, a shocking, there needs to be a news article about it. This is from newsnationnow.com. Cleaning products, you should never mix together. That's an actual article? That's, it should be a good one then, because there's a lot of things you shouldn't mix together. Yeah, so, maybe I should tell you about that time that I poured a bunch of bleach in my toilet, like all the bleach in my toilet. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, I'm going to let it sit there for a little while let it do its work about an hour later i go in and i'm like okay well i'm gonna flush this bleach but i gotta take a piss i don't want to waste water <laughs> let me just go ahead and, and and urinate in this toilet bowl full of bleach so hmm. i mustard gassed my fucking self <laughs> because the ammonia from urine yep. and bleach not yep. a great idea no, you All never mix the two together. My sack started burning, and then <laughs> shortly thereafter, my eyes, in which I was like, "I need to get the hell out of this room." So, was was how how was this at the some point that you knew James? Were you out on your own, Ryan? Did you was know James what? at this point? 
Uh, oh yes. Oh, very much so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we the... were hanging out. I think I was already. No, this here. was this was while I was living here. Maybe so... just some five to somewhere between five to ten years ago. So when James Jeez. told you, if you ever think of doing something stupid, give me a call. Never. <laughs> well, this is one of those that didn't occur to me was stupid until until, until was, after it was fucked up because I knew immediately. Oh, I'm 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 experiencing a chemical reaction. <laughs> so I put two and two together so fast, and then I left and I flushed and obviously and did all that kind of stuff. My lady goes in there about an hour later. <laughs> um, comes out like, um, why why is why is my my, my down bits burning? <laughs> And I'm like, oh, so you caught some residual of what happened to me earlier. Why is my, it's like, this is what grandpa talked about. So bleach and rubbing alcohol creates chloroform, a colorless, strong smelling liquid that evaporates in the gas. Warning, this is highly toxic. Bleach, yes. and, and this is bleach and ammonia, what Ryan just so eloquently mm -hmm. discussed. Mm -hmm. right. Bleach right. and vinegar says you should never meet, meet you should never mix bleach with anything but plain water, but if you mix it with vinegar, it can create chlorine bleach, which is colorless Ooh. sodium hydrochloride. Oof. So it says hmm. two different types of drain cleaner, hydrogen peroxide and vinegar, which is one I never thought about mixing. Hmm. It creates paracritic acid, a corrosive liquid that can be very irritating to the eyes. That's it? Well, at least we got a good it's, story it's out of the it. the gas is one that you really need to be careful about. <laughs> Although, man, my lady loves cleaning with vinegar, so I'm going to let her know, like, hey, vinegar and apparently anything else will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just more amused. Or you, blind you. you. Right, or blind or you, blind or you. both. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just you amused that you're, the, that you're one of the few people I know who talk about, war, if I talk about World War I with, you actually have an idea how painful it was. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, yeah. it was uh, it was it was immediate regret. <laughs> I bet not a good one. So yeah, so I look it up immediately, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> oh, this is why. <laughs> so I I have a list uh, here of a few things that for you movie guys you guys movie guys it's the uh and i used I, I don't like the term it uses but it's called the 10 most iconic last words in movies huh. and so Trinity iconic is kind there. of something where well all right let's... like a character's last words before they yeah, die or yeah. the last uh, well, words last of the words movie. last words of the movie supposedly gotcha. all right so it, it starts out with one that's really yeah. obvious it goes along like says uh, the last words was the truth is I am Iron Man, right? So that was that was Tony Stark and Iron Man. So we know yeah. that, right? Um, yeah. Okay, here's one. It wasn't the airplanes; it was Beauty who killed the Beast. What was that in? Airplane? No. <laughs> Air Force <laughs> One? No, I don't know. King Kong. Oh. Oh. oh, okay, yeah, probably the original right. from, what, 33? That's actually a movie yeah, I've probably. never seen. Oh, okay. Um, I'll have to look it up again. This one's obvious, too, if you, if you remember the, the movie. It's like, forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. Oh. <laughs> it was, yeah. that, that, that was some iconic last words. 
yeah that that was i'll good. give i'll give you that one for damn sure yeah uh and a movie i hadn't seen for some reason but life moves pretty fast if you don't stop and look around once in a while you might miss it huh. mm. i know it familiar. but i can't ferris bueller's day off oh yeah okay yeah i actually okay. don't like that movie <laughs> yeah i'm the one person then, for my generation right. so which one of the number of movies for this one the name's bond james bond where did that first pop out really the no, first well, i mean it wasn't it wasn't dr no it had yeah. probably was later yeah casino royale oh That's the movie that, that was came in from. oh as far as like the last words yeah because yeah because uh, he had okay that that confused me because i was thinking the comedy <laughs> no <laughs> the one with uh right 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 what was that um uh not monty python um that's with um the, the guy who married his daughter uh, isn't it balance no Ed, uh, woody allen yeah he, oh, okay he, i think he plays yeah, the bad no, guy this... if i remember correctly right which uh, movie are we uh, talking about casino royale the comedy oh oh the yeah. like the original from uh, yeah, like woody with allen. uh yeah peter woody... sellers not peter sellers um woody allen. No, wait yeah, according to john it says woody allen, allen so i'm almost positive i'm thinking of the wrong. one with david niven oh no that's going way back anyway all right here's another one um i do wish we could chat longer but i'm having an old friend for dinner oh yeah silence, of the, silence of the lambs yeah, yeah. Hammond, yeah. Oh, silence of the lambs that was yeah. great you know i still yeah. haven't seen that movie whoa <laughs> How have you not seen the Silence of the Lambs? Because I, I, I was I was forbidden forbidden to see it as a kid forbidden? when it came out, which I wanted to. Well, and I as a never kid, it's sense. not a kid movie, but as an adult, you, you have permission to watch yeah, it. Yeah, you've been an adult for a long time now, dude. <laughs> I don't I somehow no, this is the part somehow it wasn't allowed to see a cannibal lecture movie, but I saw Cool World, so I'm not quite sure where the mix is. <laughs> Ugh, yeah, I, know, no, I don't know. It's gonna do more damage. <laughs> All right, the next one. Power the think, yeah, the next one. I think I'll have a drink. All right, think about this one. This one's Elliot Ness in Oh, Untouchables. The Untouchables. God, right. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Okay, that was that was a, that was a pretty heavy rotation for James and I. Yeah, yeah. that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. All right. How about uh, and this is one again one I never saw. I don't quite understand it, but most people are so ungrateful to be alive, but not you, not anymore. Game <laughs> over. Oh, the game. <laughs> Jigsaw. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Well, like, that would be pretty funny, though, from the game. But no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Movies, I didn't really like those movies all that much. They weren't my favorite. The first one, I got it, but it, it wasn't wasn't my favorite. It was just like, yeah, like okay, here's here's a unique going. kind of a, you know, movie. They, they, um, they just yeah. be- As soon as they did a sequel, I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing with this. I see where you're going mm. here. They just this, became this is insane. I mean, they were never tor- saw any of them. It was it's torture- the fast and furious of horror movies. Yeah, it just became uh, torture porn yeah. for the sake of torture porn. It was like, okay, this is no. That would see. I give that title that's solely soft. to Hostile. Oh, it's Hostile, definitely Hostile. Well, I would say that's just the genre saw, it's but, in, though. Yeah. I would say it's torture True, porn. I the suppose. genre. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, let's see here. I've got uh, two more. Uh, <clears throat> so Ernest Hemingway once wrote, 
the rules of fine place and worth fighting for. I agree with the second part. Williamson set in. Seven? Another movie I never saw. What was the movie again? Seven. Oh, seven. seven? Oh, Wait, okay. no, you saw seven. We saw it together. It was you, me? Yeah. <laughs> you if, 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 if you yeah. guys haven't seen seven, if you just don't remember seven, you should I watch that movie remember. again. <laughs> okay. It's, 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 I don't remember it. It's, it's starring Jennifer Anderson's ex-husband. Brad Pitt. That's an oh, odd way to say that. I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. Why is there Ernest Hemingway quote in the movie? It's the last. Uh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> okay. How about this one? This is a classic. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Be before you comment anymore, you know it's going to be a, a start to beautiful friendship? This. Today's show is brought to you by Audacity, the yeah. unforgettable party <laughs> game for mischievous people. The game where dignity is overrated. Make sure you go to O-D-D-A-S-S-I-T-Y.com or selected stores. Make sure you use MADTRIO, all caps, all one word, for 10% off your final order. Make sure you tell Miss Adassi herself that the MADTRIO sent you. Do you want to keep up to date with the maddest of the mad at the MADTRIO podcast? Make sure you go to themadtrio.com or check out our social media feeds on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Well, you, you you just did the podcast equivalent of is this product going to kill your children? Find out tonight at six. Yes. <laughs> That's right. But he's silent on him through the whole thing though. It's the yeah. crazy part. Oh well. We'll have to work on his connectivity for next time. So an what was old the movie? Cylon too. Yeah, an old Cylon. Well what fuck, I am old. What was the quote again since we all forgot? <laughs> I think this is the beginning of a beautiful oh. friendship. Yeah, um, come on, come on. I feel like I should come know on. it. You and guys are going to be embarrassed I haven't seen it or yeah. that I, I forgot. I don't give a damn. Casablanca. I actually, <laughs> I'm, I haven't seen that movie. That one in Lawrence of Arabia. That one in Lawrence of Arabia are these two glaring, you know, like classics in my head that I'm fucking embarrassed to tell Wait, people I haven't seen. How it. have you not seen Casablanca? Mm. I've seen exactly. It. <laughs> I that watched is one of the great mysteries of life. I watched That's his point. I watched that and uh, Grapes of Wrath back to back. Ooh. I don't recommend. I've seen Grapes of Wrath either. I don't know if uh, I had that much of a desire for that one. I watched yeah. it. It was, mm. it was it was good. It's one of those you could see it a couple of times in your life and you're you're good. Is that was the best of times? Worst of times? No, that was Tale of Two Cities. Yes, Tale of Two Cities. Oh, so anyway, something you should two movies you got to see then. Oh, by the way, yeah. guess guess who just escaped copyright a couple of weekends ago? Mm -hmm. Sherlock Holmes. Uh, when he did he really watching who? the? I'm sorry, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, really? So nice. So this is from the well, Verge. Expect the horror movie version of it soon. Oh, dude, that would be nice. fucking amazing. Be like Winnie nice. the Pooh. Nice, yes. I agree with that. Definitely Winnie the Pooh. Blood <laughs> and honey. Blood and honey, yes. Oh, I, love I it. swear I still don't, can't believe that. That's what happens <laughs> when you let the rest go. <laughs> just like, oh, no. Well, see, see that, that to the... me, that is why the internet is is forever an amazing, beautiful, beautiful thing, is because of shit like that. You know, there's a lot that we <laughs> have to... There's a there's a big other side to that sword that's real sharp, but, but damn it, every now and again the internet gets it right. Oh, 
by the way, just to I'm I, I haven't seen or, or heard anything, but I would not be surprised. One of the reasons they did it is because Disney's one of the sole reasons why copyright in the United States is like a hundred and something years. Because Disney kept trying to hold on to the mouse until they realized they could trademark it and sue the ever living shit out of anybody who uses it. Look yeah. it up. It's actual court case. It is. No, yeah. It's they 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 went through and spent a, a fortune to make sure that, that copyright laws are, are what they are. And the billions of dollars they made from it is insane. <laughs> yeah. You gotta respect them in that aspect, but Oh yeah. Oh no, yeah. It's they are playing the long game and winning. <laughs> So that that's why when everybody uh, you know saw that uh, Disney bought Star War uh, bought Star Wars, everybody who's a Disney fan's like, oh, we already knew they were the dark side. <laughs> well, and everyone was, that was a Star Wars fan, I love this because it's how marketing and shit like this works. All the Star Wars fans universally, what f you? You'll never see one cent of my money. How how you looking now, nerds? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, tell how much how much how much Disney bucks do you have you spent? <laughs> Even if you hated it, you watched it. Yeah. Yep. I I know Star Wars nerds over the years that have bought every release version of Star Wars ever. I'm pretty sure they have three or throw three or four versions of the rebranded special edition. Yeah. You yeah, know what and... I have? I have the originals. Yeah. That's it. The original three. And the original cut of the original three, if I'm not mistaken, you don't even have, or is it the special edition? No, I couldn't get the. I couldn't the, get the you have the one from the '90s, the box set. Yes. Yeah, what, light side or dark side? Um, is that a stupid question? Is the one with I'm like when you put the three tapes together, it's Vader? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. No, I think it's a, it's one of those box sets. I I'd have to pull it out of a box right now. That's where yeah. it's at. In the I, I had the silver edition. Yeah, um, I think that's what I have. The silver one. I know a number of years yeah. ago they came out with like the special editions or another steelbox version that actually contained an original cut of the the original theatrical yeah. release. The problem is it was it wasn't it wasn't cleaned up, it wasn't juiced up. It literally just looked like they found an old VCR from a copy from nineteen you know, eighty nine. It That's was probably awful. What they did. That's probably what they did. And I've and I've recently seen the original cuts and yeah, I mean it's obviously unmastered because when Lucas went back and mastered it in the nineties, he that's when he changed the the very few little things, um, added a little extra on Mos Eisley. Um obviously he added Greedo shooting, which the argument from back in the day of Han shot first, that's is inaccurate. It's a it poses the wrong question or uh, begs the wrong question. Han is the only one that shot. Yes. Greedo didn't shoot last or first. He never got a shot off because Han murdered him in his seat. Yes, he did. That was the one thing I never understood exactly why they did it. I always thought that was the perfect introduction to the Han Solo character. I'll, then it he sets the character up in a way different kind of light. <laughs> and. I, it's got to be like after the fact, like, okay, let's make him kind of the reluctant hero type, which is not his character. At least it wasn't originally. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It was, it was reluctant hero. And also just like this man is a pirate. Yeah. This is, this is a space pirate. You know, he is not a good guy. And it's be, it's that, it's because of that 
that makes the turn so much better to me. You know, when he goes from just kind of kind of psychopathic <laughs> for all intents, um, pirate to no, I found something worth worth fighting for, and yada yada yada. It makes that much 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 better. I don't know, think- but it, I hate the idea of being able to retroactively change your work like that. Nobody has ever went and picked up all the copies of a book and you know of a, of a novel and and changed it, you know, like that. Um, it's uh, it's not yours anymore. The story isn't isn't yours anymore. Well, that's actually not completely true. J.R.R. Tolkien did it to the Hobbit originally after he uh, wrote. Yeah, no, I I know. Yeah, there's there's an original edition, but. The, of the hobbit but the thing i'll add is that actually added to the book because you you had a lot of uh lore it added i don't see the point of doing any of the changes to star wars because it's just to me it ruined something i loved as a kid it just it, it changed it it didn't it didn't add anything it, it changed it i mean yeah you want to throw a couple of 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 aliens in the in the foreground or something <laughs> i mean like okay but it didn't fit with the original it didn't fit with the original, um, what do you call it, Jim Henson Studios vibe. Uh, it looked out of place. Um, and then, okay, we really needed five extra minutes in in Jedi of the of the Ewoks dancing around, <laughs> right? You know, time to duck and cover. The bombs are coming down. So this is what I'm going to add is the fact it turned it from like an outer space Western into like a Mel Brooks comedy, in my opinion, by adding all these useless funny scenes that in my opinion just didn't add anything to the movie, but ruin it to me. That's the thing is it it just, it's, I guess I'm speaking from a place. It's like you changed my childhood. Like you took a memory from me and said, no, that's not accurate. You You know, that's, that's how it feels. Um, And yeah. I'm I'm probably one of the last generations, Dude. you know, that 35-ish um, age range that, that actually saw the originals <clears throat> and remembers them. They're like, I think people younger than me aren't even going to remember what the original cut was or that there was an original cut. No, I, I, I guarantee it. They don't. There's that, not a whole <laughs> lot of people. I mean, look, there's there's a lot of fans out there and there's a lot of people who are going to show their kids and go out of their way to find that Blu-ray with the original cut and, you know, or at least YouTube, the differences. But that was my Star Wars, you know, like I wasn't from the 70s when the movies came out I didn't see it in the theaters. But when my uncle was like, hey, you got to watch these movies, that was what I watched. You know, so me at like seven years old, like this is the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life to see those changes done, I think hurt me just as much as the, the kids from the generation before. So I'm going to add the next story into, um, the jackasses classification. A Chicago bookstore owner says a customer returned $800 worth of books after using them to stage a home for the holidays. What? That one sale was a third of our rent. I'm sorry. That, I'm trying to make sense of the sentence you said. A, chi- a, a Chicago bookstore owner says a customer returned $800 worth of books after using them to stage a home for the holidays. Oh. So as a, either a real estate or a 
something, some kind of staging. That oh, they used. to it, stage, stage a, a house. I see. For a sale or show. Or yeah. Because if you take a wow. look, if you take a look, like all these Hollywood people, like I, I heard in one of these interviews that, like this one lady, I wish I remember who it was, had all these books behind her, and she mentioned, "Oh no, I had just somebody pick out some random books, and it fit, and it looks, you know, like I have this giant library." Huh. Apparently, it's not uncommon, but I'd be pissed. Eight hundred dollars. Well, yeah, if you know you're in the business of trying to sell some books for a living, and all of a sudden somebody brings back eight hundred dollars worth of books that they weren't going to read <laughs> just to use for a staging. It's kind of a pisser. I can yeah, that's, that. that's, that's kind of a dick move. Yeah. 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 Especially, I mean, dude, you do that to a small business. Yeah, exactly. That that's crazy. I mean, they could have gone to a goodwill or something and there's, you know, stacks and stacks and stacks of books that could have gotten for $10 there. I mean, or shit. I mean, just be honest with the guy like, Hey, look, I'm going to give you something for like collateral. If you will, even if it's 800 yeah. bucks in cash, this isn't a sale. I'm I'm going to return these in, in like a week, you know, yeah. so you're not sitting there riding the high of like, Holy shit. We just sold a lot of books. I, yeah. I, I guess that's why you would say all sales are final. <laughs> well, you know, that, and that problem when you're a small retailer to say that because people say, Hey, what, you know, especially if they're shopping for, Christmas time, you know, it doesn't matter if it's clothes, socks, underwear, books, something's not going to fit, right? May it be a book that nobody wants to read or whatever. And then all of a sudden you tell them, no, if you're going to buy this from me, you can't return it. Well, then you may not get the sale. I, I bet nobody's it's, buying it's $800 worth of underwear. I was going to say this person probably went to a bunch of different bookstores and didn't get books from places that said all sales are final yeah i don't suspect there are very many that say that anyway so yeah uh, probably not because you're probably right rob in, in the fact that like hey look we just want the sale and it, and it's never a big purchase you know sure you get a few individual purchases but not one guy comes back and returns all the shit that he bought right. um so they're probably just like like oh great this is this is great this guy's you yeah. know stocking his house full of books or whatever not realizing on the back end he had no intention of keeping them but like I mean what's the point of not being honest? Yeah, exactly. That that's pretty dishonest type of thing for anybody to do, and yet to let you know. Oh, bring yours back. Sign this thing. If I don't bring them back in good condition in this time frame, then then you keep my money. Yeah. 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 Well, I think what they should have done is you know like come in said hey be up like you said be up front with them hey i need these books here's a certain amount of money or if they want all the money for the books you say this is what we're gonna do and you work out some amount where they get compensated for it like maybe a hundred bucks yeah sure. exactly you know don't be a yeah. dick yeah exactly and i'm sure if you, you know? were honest with the bookstore and said look i need books for a staging do you have a bunch of books that you're not selling sure. that would be easier for me just to stage with? I'm sure they could have come up with something. Sure. So, yeah. Damn, I mean, move. dude, you can you can go on Amazon and buy like literally an entire bookshelf facade yeah. of books mm -hmm. <clears throat> that are made specifically for that kind of thing. I mean, dude, I've I've been to some some house showings before. I mean, they've they've some of them have literally had those types of things just oh that's obviously a picture of books it doesn't even fool anybody it's just to give you the idea hey here's what this shelf looks like with books on it so as, right. as it as, doesn't as, need to be more than that i no, i actually doesn't. have experience with this as somebody who's trying to sell a home 
uh, yeah, they just pack the home for the random stuff that looks nice and, and, you know, it's not like anybody's going to take a look and see, you know, what, what books they have in. I mean, shit, I would have like a nine-year-old kid draw like, hey, draw me a fire on this big piece of paper and then just like tape it inside the fireplace. <laughs> yeah. There you go. On the other hand, I have to admit is if you wanted to be a troll, it would be hilarious to sneak in your friend's house who, uh, during one of those openings, to stick a book in there. You could really harass him. Like a a subversive book? Yeah, just something (laughs) random, you know, like the history of Playboy. Like Mein Kampf on his bookshelf or something? (laughs) Oh, yeah. What if you didn't like him? (laughs) And then people, when people take it off the bookshelf, they notice the swastika that's etched in the wood behind it. <laughs> I mean, how bad are we trying to fuck with your friend here, John? Yeah. <laughs> well, talk about getting uh, flack. Apparently, Mars, uh, the candy company, is it, it got a lot of flack for having sexy M&Ms, so now they're getting changed back to just ordinary. The green M&M... I think he's in. You know, you sounded like you sounded like a soda fountain yeah, machine that, there that for a little very bit. interesting, John. You that was... Uh, well, I can't. I was so interested. I have to hear it again. You see, it's, it's, <laughs> on my end, it sounded perfect. So no, I'm, I'm sure. sure. And the transition. In my head, it sounded great. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And, and the transition. Ryan totally understood it. Too. And that's the, the, the sad part. He speaks internet silong, and no, he speaks bod rate. Um, I guess. <laughs> so pretty. So the uh, Mars apparently the owners of M M&M and M got a lot of flack for having one sexy green M M&M. and M. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, everybody's picking on the female M M&M. and M. Apparently, instead of stilettos, or having her in sneakers. So apparently, people were giving them flack for having a sexy, a sexed up M M&M. and M. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Which okay, I thought. And what are they doing about it? They're you changing know, people it. People just have no, nothing else to do in their lives but to jump on stupid bandwagons so like that. pretty much instead of having stilettos according to this article she's getting like pumps and you know flats and shoes and i just i i, I really want to see the <sighs> one person that sees that candy and goes that's you know that you're pumping sexuality but it's chocolate candy i, I I'm, I'm you know it's not Dude, like they used to they used to pump sexuality to us at our cartoons all the day. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Is, this is the same thing they're doing with the Space Jam and, what was it, Babs? Yes. Funny? Yeah, Babs. Uh, for, forget about, 19. I submit to you, 1976, if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> Robin Hood cartoon made Marion. That was a fox. <laughs> not a hot chick fox, like a legitimate animal fox. There was a pun there. <laughs> that every single kid that I knew was like, I would have banged that fox. <laughs> We're not talking Jessica Rabbit, who's like a person. Yeah. yeah. We're talking, like, this is how furry fetishes got started. Oh, and, Lord. And, and, vi- <laughs> and violate, violate a law at least in 47 states of the United States. Well, it's not <laughs> illegal if you're wearing a costume. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other thing, man. You may, however, not get that deposit back. Yeah, no, but Disney knew what they were doing. Yeah. Well, if, if you want to go that far, there's a ton of stuff, like Betty Boop, uh, Wonder Woman. If you take a look hey. at some of the well, early Wonder okay, Woman those stuff. those are outliers because Betty Boop was made to be a pinup girl, and the guy that invented uh, Wonder Woman was into bondage. <laughs> <laughs> Still, my favorite thing to tell everybody who loves Wonder Woman and who's one of the modern comic people, it's like, Wonder Woman's easy to defeat. Like, oh, no, she's tough. It's like, really? Bind her wrists. Like, no, that's not. <laughs> what? Happens yeah, OG power because the guy was into bondage. <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, look it up. It's a crazy history. It is. It's <sighs> it's hilarious, too. By the way, I still like Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, even though I'm super tired of superhero movies. I actually miss the 80s when you had random action movies that, that had no plot. I, I miss that. Give me Fried Green Tomato remake. Give me something. Actually, never mind. I like Jessica Tandy. <laughs> Give me something, damn it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's gotten, gotten kind of strange, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> speaking of uh, remakes, have any of you been watching Willow? No. Speaking of giving Disney my money. No. Uh, I watched the first episode. Um, I haven't gotten back to it yet. Okay, so... kind of Hold on. It kind of feels to me like how I felt with the Lord of the Rings show. Just meh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I agree it <laughs> in about two episodes i was pretty much feeling the same no that's the thing man is it it's my lady was into it probably a little more than i was up front and then i was a little hesitant on maybe two and three uh and then by about four i realized like they they still kind of had the original tone very much in mind when they did it because like like it's probably been a long time since you've seen willow the movie um willow was yeah no for sure but willow was a comedy and it was a goofy comedy you know like i i I, I was a i was a kid when that movie came out and and, you know you probably were i mean just a slightly older kid james Um, is in his 20s that's let's be honest he's really But it was it was a goofy movie. The the, the brownies were full on, just I mean slapstick. Um, yeah. The 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 sarcasm between Willow and and Mad Mardigan and all of that. So when I was starting to kind of remember that, um, at first I saw like, oh, this is just some like new generation, um, you know, bunch of kids that that Ooh, is making this thing totally go. different. It almost feels like a like a high school you know uh years of willow or something and and uh i started to really freaking enjoy it it's the the characters were actually kind of kitschy at first but they freaking grew on me pretty fast i've uh, uh, i've heard it's really good i haven't had a chance to watch it i actually have a backlog of stuff i need to watch you know, so i went and looked it up now i for some reason in my head I had that Warwick Davis was a lot older than he is. Me too. He's 50-something, right? Did you yeah. look that up to see uh-huh. how old he actually is? You damn well know I did. Because I was like, wouldn't he be like 60, 70 years old? Something like no. He was like 18, apparently, when he did 17. Willow. 17. 17. That's crazy. You, you guys didn't yeah. realize he was a little kid when he played Wicket, the that little... Uh... Oh, you're talking about from Star Wars? Oh, I Ewok. Oh, yeah, because I totally watched the thing when I was a kid when he took the hat off. No, I didn't even know he was a th- uh, uh, an Ewok other than the credits. Yeah, he was a young. He was. Like yeah, he was. He's yeah. I was to say he's not much. I I knew I I knew he that he wasn't that much older than us. Well, minus you. Yeah, and... I never knew that he wasn't that much older than us, but I. <clears throat> it, yeah, he was yeah, seventeen he when he did Willow, so he's he's barely like what like what fifty. 48? Yeah. yeah, something like that these days. 40. He's uh no, he's 11 years older than me. Okay, so about 50. 
Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, he was in his twenties when he did Leprechaun. That's crazy. Yeah. I I, I had no idea he was so young when he did those. And, and that's actually his daughter in the show. The girl that plays his daughter is actually his daughter. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was actually the same girl from the original. And you know what's crazy? We ran out of time. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for listening as we round up the show. Anybody have any final comments, questions, queries? This is from a movie, too. Knowing is half the battle. (laughs) Knowing is half the battle. Yeah, that's right. Can you name that movie? Yes, actually. Ladies and gentlemen, for the for the Mad Trio podcast, as always, thank you for listening. Good night. <laughs>